This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Talking travel right now. Welcome to Sally Lucas. Welcome, Jane. Great to see you here. Where are we off to today? Well, firstly, Jane, I still thought I'd talk a little bit about the, um, I guess, ongoing maybe traffic log since the Iceland volcano. And just some hints and tips, and even not with just this particular occasion, but if something like this happens again where you still need to get from A to B, there are other routes. And, of course, I think there is a saying by a famous person, it's not the destination but the journey travelled. And... This can be the same in getting, you say, to the UK or, you know, which is often where we're heading. Um, that to think of outside the square and use other routes. I mean, we traditionally think you've got to go through Asia, Singapore, Bangkok, Hong Kong, whatever, and that is the way most people travel, I guess. But there are other avenues, of course, and other ways of getting there. And also even just flying into more southern European airports and buying a cheap charter flight, you know, to get you then if you need to, if the flights from here to the London are, are chockers and you're finding there's only premium economy left or business class, you know, you might need to look at some other ways of doing it. So consider going across the Pacific even, going via America, via Vancouver, Toronto, you know, you can go through New York, Los Angeles, Vegas, Boston, um, Chicago, you could even go to Buenos Aires and then on to Madrid and on to London that way, um, travel via Africa. And thinking this, if you've got the time, it's a very smart thing to do because you're using one airfare to get you to a couple of destinations. So if on your bucket list is I want to do Africa or, you know, South America, you could be doing this en route and killing two birds with one stone. As I always say, make the airfare work for you, don't you work for the airfare. Um, it's very sensible. Well, it is very sensible, <laughs> sometimes actually. sometimes hard to see how you can do it. So that's, that's Well, it is, you. and it's just to let people have a little thought sometimes that there are, and we have talked before, of course, about booking round-the-world fares that can be constructed to suit people's needs. And some of these round-the-world fares are very well-priced. Quite often, say, in the high season, which we're coming into now, of course, with European summer, the fare in a high season, just to go through the Asian route, is really not much different than if you may be buying a round-world. Um, obviously, in the low season, there might be a little bit more of a comparison, but even so, considering how many stops you're allowed and the flexibility of the fare, it's still worthwhile considering. So at the moment, as I said, there could still be backlogs. People could be finding that, you know, they're having problems getting seats. But as I said, if they just think of an alternate way of doing it and as I said, going into other airports, going via other routes, um, you know, picking up a train journey from somewhere in Europe and enjoying that last little bit, you know, and doing it that way. So there are definitely other alternatives if you are flying these days. And just look into those. You know, your travel agent will be more than happy to plan an itinerary that maybe will get you there a better route, maybe Maybe a little bit longer way of doing it, but it also could be a bit more of a fun and interesting way of doing it as well. And just a bit of time, I suppose. That's all you that, need. That's to go really with it. all you need. So long as you've got the time. Obviously, if you're just wanting to get from A to B very quickly, that makes it a little bit more difficult for you. If you're going there for a specific purpose, and I guess for business travellers particularly, they're probably being a little bit frustrated by this because they're on limited schedules and limited time. But you know, certainly for the tourist traveller, we can certainly, I think definitely think outside the square and think of different ways of getting there. And just while we're talking airlines, starting in um, September... LAN, which is the Chilean airline, is actually initiating services into Paris in France. So that's an interesting thing to do now. You can go via Santiago, you know, see some of Chile and continue on into Paris. So that's going to be another little route that's going to open up for us. And I said, these, these 
airlines are opening up routes and hoping to improve the routes that they can offer people all the time. So always just keep checking because there could be just a wonderful new way of getting you there that you might think, wow, this is something I've always really wanted to do but haven't been able to or there hasn't been the possibility to do it that way. So there's certainly avenues where you can travel in a much more interesting way instead of just going A to B. Talking travel and Sally Lucas is the one talking travel. Good news, I hope, to some soul travellers out there who might have lost their partners or even never had a partner, but they're singles wanting to travel without the expense of paying for single supplements. It's always been a bone of contention to a lot of people who feel that's very unfair, but, I mean, that's the way the industry works. However, we have a cruise company at the moment who's saying they'll let you explore the world without sharing a closet which it often can be, can't it? It's on a ship particularly. So we're talking about a cruise ship, but this is a potential saving of thousands of dollars, depending on the duration of the cruise. So this is a company called Cruise West. Um, they're probably more well-known for uh, their American sojourns in Alaska, and they do a lot of cruising in those areas. But they now also do some wonderful journeys into Asia, Africa, Europe, as well as South Pacific and even down into Australia. So now this offer is capacity controlled, so they'll only offer obviously so many cabins at that particular rate on each sailing, and it's on select 2010 sailing. So you need to check with your agent for availability on particular sailings and particular areas. But honestly, if you're thinking of doing a cruise as a sole traveller, that is a very good offer to take advantage of when you, when you can. Moving along from that, Jane, I thought we'd talk a little bit about a couple of different destinations as we try to do so every so often that have opened up to the world in recent years. And there's some very interesting ones around. There certainly are. And one is Bhutan. Now, it's not a budget destination because obviously there's no direct services into Bhutan and they do restrict how many people come in a year. And, of course, you have to pay for a visa there. Now, there's fewer than 30,000 people are allowed in annually into Bhutan. So they really have a tight control, their tourism council, on, on what happens. But they, they want to make this tiny little Himalayan nation sort of a premium, if you like, exclusive destination of choice rather than something that's attracting thousands of people that could ruin their wonderful ecological and culturally contrasting areas. So it sounds as though they're going to keep restricting. Yes, and I hope they do, you know, because I think areas like this deserve to be preserved as much as possible and not made too touristy, if that's the word. It sounds silly when we're working in travel, isn't it? But, I mean, I think we all like to see things remaining the way they should be rather than making them too modernised if they've come from an ancient past. I think it should be kept that way. And so it's actually one of the youngest uh, democracies in the world as well. And, of course, it's a Buddhist mountain kingdom. And its global biodiversity is just fantastic. They're in the bird life is superb. And, of course, you've only got to look at some of these monasteries perched, you know, on the sides and tops of cliffs. Um, so And you've got tree-sized rhododendrons and some of the world's rarest species of rhododendrons in there. They're now sort of, um, other than camping lodge and small hotel stays, they're now actually being joined by a couple of, you know, larger players who want to come in. And Como Hotels is opening a second boutique resort, spa resort at uh, Punaka. And it's uh, there's a couple of um, new family-owned resorts are opening in Paro, which is near the uh, the main airport in Bhutan. 
and new trekking routes are being opened up with guest houses built at campsites as well. And, of course, you've got the legendary monasteries, which you sometimes can stay in also. So, yes, just to let people know, Bhutan is quite a beautiful destination. Restricted, you do have to get in early if you want to visit Bhutan and plan early because of the restriction of how many visitors they allow in. But then I thought that's just something really interesting to do if you haven't done that little Himalayan kingdom. And while we're talking things a little bit different, uh, Cambodia has opened its first floating echo lodge. And it's about halfway, um, it's called the Four Rivers Echo Lodge. It's on the Tatai River, halfway between Bangkok and Phnom Penh. And it's owned by a Romanian who, who actually um, went to work in the boating industry, but loved the pristine beauty of the area. And it just led him down this echo path to build this floating um, echo lodge on the river. And it looks quite unique and quite beautiful when you have a look at it. And so I just thought people who are wanting to do something a little bit different, again, he's got 12 sort of floating tents, if you like, um, established on these pontoons and they're well fitted out with all the modern amenities in them. So, and you can stay there apparently from about US um, 120 a night, including breakfast, and that's in the high season from about 102 US in the low season. So, um, and that's a, if you look up, there's a website called Echo Lodges. Asia to give you information on that lovely floating style peaceful I'm sure it would be for a few days. So a lot of life happens on the waterways in that yes, part of the world. it does doesn't it Jane and we've talked about that before too how wonderful these waterways are to visit at any time and just where life has always been portrayed and lived long before roads and airports were ever part of their you know accessibility the, the river was just their main means of life and transport so I think it's wonderful to, to visit rivers, really is Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. Have a good week, everybody, and a good weekend.